0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is BELIEVE. Hello again. This is another Mind, Body, Soul episode with your host, Ike Feldman from ikedagon.com. You can find Some of the stuff I create, audio or video-wise, on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Ike Dagon, I-K-E-T-A-G-O-N. UFC 248 In the books Another great pay-per-view card I don't know if the fighters Feel the energy around a pay-per-view card Because there's more eyeballs There's bigger fights around them Before them, after them It's bigger arenas, it's a bigger presentation, there's more promotion surrounding the event, there's more media obligations surrounding the pay-per-view events. There's champions involved, but as of lately, and I'm talking about the last five years, Maybe once a year there is a pay-per-view At most twice a year there's a pay-per-view That doesn't hit in terms of having entertaining fights And having wild outcomes Maybe the changing of the guard with belts Or fight of the years Few and far in between is it That UFC pay-per-view events Do not deliver And UFC 228 delivered Great job by Neil Magny Picking himself Off the ground Dusting himself up Coming back against Li Jingling and getting a huge underdog victory. He was on the shelf for about 14 months and he was the underdog in this. He's been a very solid contender in the UFC's 170 pound division. And he showed why. He had a huge bump in the road in his last fight against Santiago Ponzanivio. And he bounced back in a big way. He's a Team Denver guy, Team Elevation, Team Easton guy. Coached by Elliot Marshall. Teammates of Corey Sanhagen, Curtis Blades, Alistair Overeem. It was a huge win and... Mixed martial arts Is ever evolving Just like Other Showcases of Physical talent Like football And baseball And basketball And It's fun when you see Somebody Come back And not give in to The quote unquote Myth of cage rest But to come back strong And prove the doubters wrong Prove the bookies wrong And get a huge win And Make another climb towards the title. came out that Neil Magny has 15 wins in the UFC's welterweight division. The greatest welterweight of all time and a top five mixed martial artist of all time, George St. Pierre, has 19 wins in the UFC's welterweight division. Neil Magny has 15. Amazing. And great job by Neil Staying strong, staying confident, not giving in to any demons or temptations and staying on the right path and the path of success and positivity and keeping his focus when I'm sure he faced a ton of adversity. And just thinking of this now, Neil is a former military member and who knows if that certain discipline that he learned from being Part of the military Not sure exactly what division Whether it was Army or Naval or Air Force But He has some sort of Next level discipline that Helped him ride this Long stretch Which can welcome Adversity And can welcome depression And darkness But great job by Neil fighting it Fighting his opponent As well Coming back for a huge win and climbing the what weight ladder. Another huge victory, a knockout victory. Benil Dariush got into a bit of a firefight with Drakar Close. And Drakkar has been known to just point to the canvas and wing punches get into firefights, and hope he comes out the other side of it. Darius is historically known for being a very good grappler. Josh Thompson, the former MMA fighter and now MMA broadcaster, is hysterical when he describes Darius. He says he looks like he's... uh, I don't know, maybe a soccer player or a tennis player with that salt and pepper comb over here. And uh, he proved that he played something a little more rougher than tennis or soccer. By coming up big with the knockout of the night, huge left hand, rocked Dracar. Uh Dracar looked like he was out on the way down Before he hit the floor His eyes were rolling back His mouthpiece was falling out His body went limp It was a big win for Dariush And he climbs his respected 155 pound weight division And will look for bigger challenges The fight after The greatest women's Fight of all time And one of the best MM Mixed martial arts Fight of all time Unbelievable Li Zhang Current champion At 115 pounds Fought and beat Barely The former five time Strawweight champion And Ioana Young-Jacek What a fight Anybody who questioned Joanna's heart, her mindset, her will, where her focus was. Was her celebrity too big? She put all those doubters to rest because she came to fight and she won on one judge's scorecard. Li Zhang just edged out Joanna, Yun because of the damage and the hematoma that she forcefully put on the forehead of Joanna Yanjacek. And if you Google Joanna Yanjacek, I'm sure there's a photo or side by side photos of the before fight and after fight photos of Joanna's forehead. A hematoma is. An eyesore. It's hard to look away And it's a break in the I, I believe it's a broken vein That just pours blood into the affected spot And Joanna had two of them She had one on one side of the forehead And then Shang punched the other side of the forehead And then it just it filled up All across her head And it's It's a It's a tough sight But She Showed No She wasn't gonna stop She showed no Inkling of stopping She kept Trotting forward Chopping down the leg of Zhang Countering, jabbing, hooking, crossing the face of Zhang Yoana took her warrior spirit to another level And It's tough because What does she do next? She's been caught In a tough spot career wise She was the long time strawweight champion And then Rose Namajunas Put a stop to that twice And then Yuana moves up to 125 pounds And is outclassed by Valentina Shevchenko And then She builds herself back up Beats Michelle Waterson, And then she gets the title fight. This is one of the biggest fights. In MMA history. And. She shows up. But. It just wasn't enough. She took too much damage. She did not stop. Punching and kicking. Throughout the five rounds. Even when her. Forehead. Tripled in size. Ioana did not stop. Valiant effort. Unbelievable will. Incredible. Now, don't mistake my words for Wei Li Zhang is a true warrior in her own sense. She's a Chinese fighter. She... Was pulled out of China for safety concerns. Went to Abu Dhabi to... I guess have a pit stop before she was flown into the States. And all along the way she kept her composure. She trained as often and as hard as she could throughout the travel. And she showed up on fight night. She delivered and battled through all the diversity and showed why she is the strawweight queen and deservedly so I hope the UFC and Dana White takes care of those warriors not even just by compensating them with money but With respect, I hope when whatever card they return on, they are a corner piece for the card. They could even headline a pay-per-view. Unbelievable fight. Unbelievable. It was wild. You see the first round, the second round, you're like... Okay, something's gonna teeter off, something's gonna give Somebody's gonna coast, try to recover Nobody coasted, nothing gave They both kept smashing bones against each other And the ferocity that they were thrown throughout the five rounds in 25 minutes was incredible And this is Zhang's first five round 25-minute fight. Joanna has done at least five of them. Rose, Orderson Valentina, I believe of Claudia Gedalia, uh Jessica Andrade. She's done many five-round fights and she's experienced and knows when to hit the gas and how much she has left. It's probably why she was able to fight through her injuries in the fight because she knew how to conserve herself and maintain her energy level and her power and her speed and Zhang has never been in those waters, those fourth and fifth rounds, but she showed extreme heart. When Yuan was coming on in the fourth round, Zhang replied with a bunch of heavy strikes of her own, unbelievable. That's all I can say. It's getting a ton of respect and it's credit. But the more we're going to look back and the more that cards fall off the calendar and events pass, we're going to look back and know that we saw something special. So another hat off to these guys, these women. Unbelievable. The main event, not so much. Yoel, don't know what he's thinking. Arasanya. I know exactly what he's thinking. He speaks his mind. He was playing it safe. Excuse me, he was coming out ready to counter. And then when he engaged and got clipped by Yoel, he goes, this counter game is a high-risk poker game that I'm not willing to play. He switched it up to checkers. Keep it simple. Chop down the tree. The tree did not fall, but chop down the tree. And keep swinging that axe. well, on the other hand. I don't know what he was thinking. He comes out and blames Arasanya Instead of looking in the mirror and saying that he didn't fire fire off or use his wrestling and put the fight in his world, in his range, you got to take the belt. You got to beat Tiago Santos or Dominic Reyes. You got to at least try to earn the respect of the champion and the respect of the promotion and the fans And show that you want to be champion Don't blame Adesanya He has the boat. he can outpoint everybody If he does it for the next 10 straight fights And be the greatest middleweight of all time But you all, your chances are becoming fewer And fewer and fewer He's 42 years old And... He was more worried about the antics and trying to get in Arasania's head. And maybe he thought that his presence alone would get Arasanya to be nervous. Arasanya was very methodical, cool, and calm, and did not give in to Yoel. And that first two minutes where nobody threw a strike and Yoel was standing still, that definitely helped Arasania focus more, that it exemplified how scary Yoel is, that he's so confident in his ability and his power and his speed, that he can sacrifice a couple of minutes of the first round of the biggest fight of his life. And I think that just was a realization for Adesanya and a wake-up call that any nerves that he was feeling about the first couple of minutes Swept away, and especially after he got tagged by or cracked by Yoel later in that first round. He knew exactly what he was playing with. Somebody who was trying to bait him. Somebody who was overly confident in his abilities. And someone who possesses some of the best abilities and talent we've ever seen in a cage. And Adesanya respected him. Yoel just... I don't know. It doesn't phase him it seems. It doesn't phase him. And maybe he is that confident that he can just knock out a Calvin Gastelum or a Jared Cannonier and just be one or two more fights away from a title fight. But according to history and logic He's very close to the end of the road I mean he's doing back flips And back handsprings At 42 years old He looks phenomenal Dan Henderson and Randy Couture Fought into their mid-40s Yoel's yeah, well, two or three years away from there And I don't know I guess he just He lives a very smart life physically and takes care of himself. And uh, he believes he'll be back. I I believe he truly believes that. So we will see. As far as Arasanya, it's Paulo Costa next. It's going to be a slugfest. It is the Anderson Silva-Vitor Belfort 2.0 fight. It is the slugger, a powerful genetic slugger freak on the feet versus a silky smooth magician on the feet in Adesanya. But like I said to begin this episode, overall, the pay-per-view delivered. And it shows you that the UFC stacks these cards nicely because the cards had fantastic fights. The co-main event was one of the greatest fights we've ever seen. And it kind of kept us all at ease. When the main event. Didn't. Deliver. So. Moving forward. The show goes on. Weirdly. The show goes on. UFC Brazil. Is tomorrow. And. Kevin Lee. Will fight. Charles Oliveira. Damian Meyer. Will face. Gilbert Burns. Johnny Walker. Will face. Nikita Krolov, and Nato will face Damir Adzovich in front of no fans. Sure, everybody will be able to tune into the app and stream the fights, but the coronavirus has now crossed over into the UFC. We've seen its effect on one championship in Bellator one is conducting their fights in front of no fans Bellator is postponing this weekend's event and now the UFC will continue on and carry on with their fights they're saying they're going to do this fight in front of no audience and they've prepared the next couple of cards to have the fighters come to Vegas They're going to test the fighters for fevers or for sickness. And they better because fighters are under a lot of physical stress on fight week. They're cutting a lot of weight. The nerves can get to some people. The anxiety. The just absolute frustrations of depleting yourself. No water. No sugars No carbs Your body's eating itself And you have to Lose weight While it's eating itself You have to double down On the effort But Kevin Lee Is in a weird spot Kevin Lee is One of the most Intellectual And cerebral Fighters In the UFC And Has so many emotions storming inside of him He wants to be a spokesperson He wants to be a feared champion And respected champion He is well spoken He's smart He comes from a tough background He is an elite fighter in the UFC Supremely talented Supremely smart highs of all highs fought tony ferguson for a title lost to hafiel dos anjos and a different weight class has had weight cutting issues and we find kevin lee in another kevin lee situation situation that Somebody with maybe clearer focus and more tunnel vision could get through this, but Kevin Lee was maybe distracted by the virus, being distracted by the travels and fighting on the road and fighting in somebody else's home. Kevin Lee missed the 156 pound limit for lightweight by two and a half pounds. A similar miss to. Davison Figueiredo a couple of weeks ago against Joseph Benavides. And while Figueiredo won that, even though he missed and gave up 30% of his purse to Benavides, Kevin Lee, you don't know where his mind is. Is he concerned about the virus? Is he concerned about depleting himself even more? You would think... He was in the perfect spot, trying to make it two wins in a row under a new helm, the Frost, the Hobby helm, and Frost is one of the greatest coaches in today's mixed martial arts scene. He, if you don't remember, he fostered and guided George Saint Pierre and his run to multiple titles. And us, praises Kevin Lee, his talents, his wits. And we saw what Kevin Lee did back at UFC 244 against Gregor Gillespie, a fight that nobody wanted. Kevin Lee demolished Gregor Gillespie and is now getting a huge fight and the co-owner of the most submissions in UFC history, Charles Oliveira. On Charles Oliveira's home turf In Brazil And is Kevin Lee cracking Under the pressure Maybe This extra Worldwide Pack of everybody minds Pressure in the virus Is pressure How much it affects Everybody individually Varies But like I said earlier Figueredo, Davison Figueredo, who knocked out Joseph Benavides after missing weight by two and a half pounds. I think the opposite's going to happen with Kevin Lee. I think he's not completely focused. And Charles Oliveira is hot. He is on fire lately. We all know about the wins by submission, but Charles Oliveira has been knocking out people with his hands. And it's a tough matchup for both of them. What could be next for each of them is huge. They're knocking on the door of a top five fight in the UFC's lightweight division, a shark tank division. With the likes of Conor McGregor, Khabib Nurmagomedov, Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje, Donald Cowboy Cerrone, Dustin Poirier, Dan Hooker. It's a stacked division. And these guys could be moving into those waters with the win tomorrow in Brazil. So it's a huge fight. And I would not be surprised if Kevin Lee doesn't come out of Brazil with the W. The co-main event, Damian Maya, who shares the all-time submission record with Charles Oliveira, is facing Gilbert Burns, who is catching a bit of momentum himself. He has... A huge win over over Gunnar Nelson. He showed his fantastic grappling at Quintet Five back in January, going against Jake Shields and Mark Munoz a whole slew of bigger and more experienced grapplers. Gilbert Burns showed his skill and People talk about his black belt, and he out-grappled Gunnar Nelson, who is a, I believe, a European champion in jiu-jitsu or grappling. And I believe Gilbert Burns can survive Damian Mayas grappling onslaught and avoid the submissions. I mean, if Damian Maya catches Gilbert Burns, it's, it's a wrap for greatest grappler in mixed martial arts more than Jacare, more than Charles Oliveira, Damian Maya. If he submits Gilbert Burns, he is the greatest submission artist in the history and probably the greatest grappler in the history of the UFC and mixed martial arts. Gilbert Burns, on the other hand, if he can survive and outlast Damian Maya's grappling abilities and get into a place where he can insert his striking and his power because he is better on the feet, much better on the feet than Damian Maya. If he can shrug off the takedowns of Maya and force the fight to be standing, that would be huge. But if Damian Maya, who knows Gilbert Burns, is gonna know what he's gonna try to do. If he can still drag the fight into his world and submit Gilbert Burns within the 15-round time limit. Oh, my goodness. It's a very exciting fight. This card has a bunch of exciting fighters and fights, and I can't wait to see how Anato Moicano bounces back in Brazil, how Johnny Walker, the hype train of the century, in the UFC's light heavyweight division, how he bounces back from his UFC 244 loss against Corey Anderson. It's a big card. A lot of pressure. Not too many fans. And I hope the UFC knows what they're doing precaution wise. You pray for the safety of all the athletes. I'm sure the UFC is thinking nonstop about what they're doing with flying in fighters. Is there a private jet for these fighters to fly in? Are they flying commercially? Is the UFC going to put them in the right spot to come to Vegas or go to their events and be safe? Something tells me Kevin Lee was had the virus on the back of his mind and cut him that weight and his mind maybe rattling a little just scared him away from making those two and a half extra pounds and you can't really blame him. It's a scary time. Everybody's getting sick with weak immune systems. You hear the virus attacking the elders and somebody dropping twenty pounds in a week depleting himself in a different country with different water and a completely different culture is pretty scary as well, so I don't blame Kevin Lee, but it's exciting to see what this pressure does, and yeah, I love that the fights are on tomorrow, but more than anything, you care about the safety. You don't want to see a fighter get sick or somebody get really hurt because of money being the bottom line but we will see again thank you for downloading the mind body soul podcast thank you for downloading the MMA Maverick podcast with Mike Strzok and I and thank you guys for clicking octagon.com and follow me on twitter at octagon youtube instagram facebook